you, bud. Hey guys, this um, my name's Dan. If we haven't met before, there's a bunch of new people. I think I met five new people already tonight, so I'm stoked you're here. Well, I'm gonna have to like preach like this. Um, but stoked you're here. I'm heaps keen for the term. It's good to be back together. Um, and so, uh, why don't we pray and then we'll jump into the Bible. Father God, thank you so much uh, that we were able to sing praises to you just then. Um, Thank you, Father, that you are a God who is good. Um, And thank you that you have given us the Bible and in it you've told us what you're doing in the world and you've told us what life's really like. And pray now as we come to the Bible that you'd please um, help us to find out more of what life is really all about, um, that we might not waste our lives. And pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, what's up with the world lately? The world is a crazy, crazy, crazy place. Um, in Iraq, people are fighting and at war. Um, and in Africa, the Ebola virus has been killing thousands of people. A couple of months ago, a civilian plane was shot down in Ukraine. Um, and we don't know why. Um, uh, before that, a plane full of passengers just disappeared. And we're still looking for it. We don't know where it is. Uh, I don't know if you watched the news recently, but in Brisbane, a dude murdered his wife and cooked her. Um, What is going on with the world? It's messed up. Have you ever wondered, God, what is your plan for all of this? What's going on? The world just seems to be in chaos. What's God actually doing? Is, does he even know that the world is the way it is? Is he like asleep in heaven? Does he not know? God, what are you doing? Maybe, maybe God doesn't know what to do. Maybe God looks down at the world and he sees the way it is and he goes, man, that is messed up. How, how am I ever going to fix that problem? Maybe that's what God's going, what's happening for him. Or maybe, maybe God doesn't even care. Because, you know, it's not like just humanity just turned crazy this year. No, like, we've always been crazy, and there's always been bad stuff going on. If they had TVs back in the first century and could tell the news then like that, we would have just been sitting here and about the same sort of stuff, just not a plane. The world has always been crazy. So, does God just not care? Is He just keeps letting it go on like the way it is? What is God doing in the world? Over the next two weeks, as we look at the Bible, we're going to see what the Bible has to say. We're going to see exactly what God is doing, what God is doing in the world. And this is huge stuff. This is massive. This is almost as big as when Star Wars Episode 7 was announced. You guys seen that ad? That was heaps funny what I just said. Um, Well, this is huge stuff. It's heaps bigger than Star Wars 7. This is massive. This is the sort of stuff, what we're asking today, what's God doing in the world? That question, if you get that wrong, it can ruin your life. I'm being serious. It could ruin your life if you got that wrong. You could, you could think life's all like this, and this is what's going on, right? This is how stuff really is. And then you find out that, no, 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 life's not actually like that. It's like this. It could totally stuff you up. And so, let's find out right now, as we look at Ephesians 1, I hope you got your Bible open, make sure you got it open, 
Ephesians 1. Let's find out right now what God is doing in the world. I'm going to tell you, ready? God's plan for all time is to have Jesus ruling over everything. Have a look at verse 9. Abby read it for us before. Verse 9. He, that's God, made known to us the mystery of His will according to His good pleasure, which He purposed in Christ. Now, that's all kind of confusing, but keep, keep listening, keep reading. To be put into effect when the times reach their fulfillment. This is the big thing I want you to see. To bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. Now, what this verse is saying is that God is going to make everything right. This messed up world, God's going to make it right, and He's going to do it through Jesus. I see the second half of verse 10 there. It says, to bring unity to all things on heaven and on earth. Now, what's unity? Do you guys know what unity is? Yeah? Well, um, I'll, I'll explain it to you by telling you what the opposite of unity is. Ready? Disunity, the opposite of unity, is when stuff just doesn't work and fit together well, right? That's disunity. Things just, they clash. And so unity is when things come together and fit nicely, like this, right? Has anyone seen the new Ninja Turtles movie? No, no one? All right, well, I'll just tell you about it anyway. Um, in, the, in the new Ninja Turtles movie, there's Raphael, right? And he's the guy with the red one. And he's like the rebel of the group. And so he, like, he doesn't fit with them well, and he's like, uh, I want to do my own thing. And so there's kind of like this disunity between the brothers, and three of them are like, hey, let's all go this way. And Raph's like, no, I'm doing this. That, that's called disunity, right? But then, by the end of the movie, spoiler alert, by the end of the movie, they're like, ah, oh, let's hug, let's be brothers together. And they work together well, and they fit nicely. That's unity, okay? Um. Well, God's plan, this says, the Bible says that God's plan for all time, right, is to bring all things in the universe, everything, all things in heaven and on earth, together. So there's peace and there's unity. So God's plan is to set everything right and make it good again. No more ISIS. No more fighting over in, in the Middle East, in Iraq. No more planes being shot down and going missing. And no more humans, you and I, no more of us rebelling against God and rejecting His rule. No more spiritual forces rejecting God. Satan is going to be smashed. Demons, all gone away, all done, smashed, so that there's peace and unity in the universe. All things on heaven and on earth will be put right. There will be unity. And all of this is happening, as we saw in verse 10, through Jesus. Because it's Jesus, it's through Him that everything will be fixed. Because of everything that Jesus has already done, when He came to earth 2,000 years ago, and because of what Jesus will do in the future, He will bring about this. Because Jesus will be ruling over everything. Everything, every single thing will bow down to Jesus and obey Him. Because Jesus is not some ordinary bloke. The Bible says Jesus is the Son of God. He's the one who, Jesus is the one who thought up the universe. He literally thought it up. He was like, oh, I've got this mad idea. It's called the universe and life. Pretty good idea. 
Yeah, he thought it up and he created it. And so he's going to bring it back to him ruling over everything the way it's all meant to be. And when's this going to happen? Have a look at verse 10. Actually, you guys tell me. Have a look at verse 10. Tell me when it's going to happen. I'll give you a hint. To be put into effect when? Someone's got a Bible. When the times reach their fulfillment. Yeah, yeah. So at the end of time, this is going to happen at the end of time. When God says, you know what world? That's enough. We're done. That's when Jesus is going to wrap everything up. And so guys, what I want you to see and get is that all of history, every single day, is heading towards this reality where Jesus is visibly ruling over everything. You guys been on a train much? I spent three years on a train like every day. I'm really over trains. But our lives, your life, is like a train trip. And every day, we get one step closer to our destination. You only get on a train to go somewhere. And every day, we get one step closer to our destination. Do you like my train? Which is, what's the destination? The destination is Jesus ruling over everything and having put everything right. There being unity in the universe. This is the main thing that's going on in the world. See, what is, what's, the main, what's the main thing that's going on right now? Is the main thing... Um, ISIS, war in the Middle East, is that the main, is Ebola, is that the main thing? Is poverty the main thing right now that's going on in the universe? Well, no. The Bible says no. The Bible says the main thing that's going on is Jesus becoming the ruler of everything. See, ISIS is not the the issue in the world. Uh, and Ebola, they're, um, they're like symptoms of a deeper thing. They're symptoms of a deeper problem. They're like, now not to, not to be too, um, to make these things too small, because they are real issues, but ISIS is like when you've got a runny nose. That's, that's a symptom, right? But what's it a symptom of? Having a cold. So there's actually this bigger thing going on. ISIS is just the tip of the iceberg to the real issue, the real problem is sin, is rebellion against God, humans rebelling against God, spiritual forces rebelling against God. That's the real thing. That's the real issue. And that's the reason sin, sin is the reason, rebelling against God, that's the reason why our universe is all out of whack and why the world is messed up and why people are fighting and why people do live in rebellion to God. But all of that is going to change. All that's going to change. Because at the end of time, Jesus is going to put everything right. Put it the way it's meant to be. And Jesus will be ruling over all people as king. And this is what all of history is heading towards. One step at a time. One day at a time. That's the big thing. Now, just quickly, a little bit of application for you. See how good God is. See how good the God of the Bible is. This is not a God who doesn't care. This is not a, not a God who um, sees the suffering in the world and sees when you are suffering and are going through good times. He sees that and he cares. This is not a God who, who just sits back and he created the world but now he's busy. He, he cares. He cares that 
the world is messed up. And he hates it. He hates it more than you and I. That's why he's going to fix it. And so be thankful to God for his goodness. And when you pray, don't just ask him for stuff, but do. But thank him as well and praise him for how good he is, that he is going to set everything right. Because that is such good news. Another, another thing, do you see how glorious Jesus is? Jesus is not just some dude from the Middle East 2,000 years ago who wore sandals and walked around saying peace to everyone. Now, I reckon it's really easy for us to think of Jesus as like um, this weak, kind of soft and gentle man who taught about love and who um, you know, he died for us. It was really nice. Well, Jesus did become a human, and Jesus is really nice for doing that, for dying for us. And he is all about love. He is a God of love, but he is just that. He's God as well. He's not some weak human. He did become a human, but he is also the glorious, powerful Son of God who created the entire universe and who will rule the universe for all time. This Jesus is glorious. Jesus, we've got to have a big view of Jesus. And so this, this one, this last little bit of application before we keep going, this one's just for the blokes. I reckon sometimes we can feel a bit funny about the concept of loving Jesus. You know, we, 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 we see in the Bible that we should love Jesus for what he's done, right? But for guys, that can be a little bit weird because Jesus is a guy. He's this human, he was, you know, he's this human guy. And so... Um, we're meant to love him as our saviour, the one who rescues us like a damsel in distress. And so it can feel a little bit weird. But don't forget, blokes, don't forget that Jesus is also the powerful ruler of the entire universe. It is, it's right for us to love him as God, as, like, as the one who we would bow down to if we saw him that's the right response it is right for us to love him he's glorious there's just a little couple of applications for you but that's the big picture guys that's where all of history is heading towards to jesus putting all things right summing everything up making it all good fitting together nicely ruling over it as lord that's the big thing but now i want to ask the question and I hope you are thinking this as well. What? That's cool. That's good. It's good to know. It's really good to know what all history is heading towards. But what does that mean for me? What does that mean for you personally? How do you, a person in your seven, eight, or nine, how, what is that, how do you fit into God's big plan for all time? How do you fit in? Well, to answer that, I want to ask you another question, and I want you guys to try and give me an answer as well. If this is God's big plan for all time, right, to get Jesus to rule everything and set it all in this unified universe, right? If that's the big plan, how do we see that happening now? Is there a place where we see Jesus, like a little taste of that, where we see Jesus ruling over a group of people who've been unified, brought together, in, in peace together, relating to Jesus rightly. Where do we see that? Do you see that? Someone, someone said it. This room. Us. Right here. Us plain people on the Central Coast. Yeah, church. 
church, youth, this room, this is, is a taste. What we're enjoying right now, right? This is a taste of where all of history is heading towards. Right now, mo- lots of us, we are um, we're a, a people who've been brought together to, as followers of Jesus, who love Him as our King, and we've come together. And we have peace with God and peace with each other. And so this is the second big thing I want you to get tonight, guys. And it's this. People becoming Christians now is part of God's final plan for all time. People becoming Christians now is part of God's final plan for all time. Have a look at verse 3. There's a bit of work we've got to do here, so make sure you've got your Bible open. Have your Bible so that you're checking what I'm saying. All right, verse 3. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Praise God. He basically says, praise God for what he's done. Now, do you know what it means to praise something? You know when you see a movie um, and you really love the movie and all you want to do is tell your friend about it? Or you hear a song and you're like, that was the best song ever. And so you, you see your friend and you're like, dude, have you seen that movie yet? Have you seen that song? It's so good. That's praise. That's your, You're seeing how good something is in your talking about it and celebrating it. And so the Bible says here, praise God for what He's done. See and show how awesome God is for what He's done. And what He's done is, you'll see it there in verse 3 again, He's blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing. Basically, that's big, but basically it's saying God has been really, really good to us. He's given us everything we could ever spiritually need. In Jesus, and so the rest of this bit that we that um, Kate and Abby read for us, kind of from um, verse four down, the rest of this is the author Paul talking about all the different ways that God has blessed us, and so I'm just going to take you through a few of them really quickly. But what I, I'll I'll sh- I'll point them out. But as I say the verse, you just quickly skim the verse to check what I'm saying to see it yourself. Okay, so um, verse four. This is different ways He's blessed us in Jesus. Verse 4, He's made us blameless in God's sight, which means when God sees us, He just sees us as being perfect. He's like, you've never done anything wrong. You're perfect in my sight, which is awesome. Have a look at verse 5. Just quickly skim it. It says that God predetermined to adopt us into His family, and so now we're actually family with God because of Jesus. Verse 7 It says that God, because of Jesus, has forgiven us for our sins. So these these are just some of the ways that God has been good to us, blessed us in Jesus. And so when people become Christians, they are being blessed with God, having peace with God, being forgiven by God, becoming part of His family. We have peace with one another. We have peace with Jesus. We have unity. We have unity with God again. And here's something that's really amazing. Have a look. Have a look at verse verse 4. This is, this is amazing. Have a look. God has been planning this to do this right since before He even created the world. Have a look at verse 4. It says, For He chose us in Him, Jesus, before the creation of the world to become holy and blameless in His sight. 
This is, without a doubt, the main thing God is doing. He's been planning this since before the, the paper that my words are written on even existed, before the tree even grew, before the, the ground was even there for it to be in the ground. God's been planning this for millions of years to bring people to know Jesus. And He's doing it now, one by one, in each of us, as we go, yeah, Jesus is King. I'm going to trust Him. I'm going to follow Him. And so at the end of time, as God works away at it now, and at the end of time, there will be complete unity under Jesus. Everything, everything will bow down to Jesus. That's amazing. That's what God's doing. Now, I don't know if you've had a question, as I've said that, that everything will bow down to Him. Because you might have a question, well, there are lots of people, there are heaps of people in the world who don't want to bow down to Jesus. In fact, there's, um, there's a bunch of us here, but even here in this room, there are people who don't trust Jesus as their king. And it could be just because you've never heard about Jesus before and stoked you here, want, want you to hear more. Um, or it could be that you've heard about Jesus and said, nah, don't want him. But there are heaps of people who don't want to bow down to Jesus. So how does that work? That everything will bow down to Jesus? Well, I think the bowing to Jesus, the coming and recognizing Jesus to be king and the boss of everything will happen in two ways. See, there are those, like me and like a bunch of you guys here, who will willingly bow down to Jesus at the end of time. We'll see Jesus and we'll go, Jesus, I, you are my king. I love you. I worship you. You are my God. And I am stoked that you are ruling everything. And so we will be with Jesus gladly. But then there are other people who don't recognize Jesus for who he is. They reject Jesus, but they will bow down to Jesus as well because he's God and he's putting everything underneath him. And so those people, they'll, bow, they'll be forced to bow down to Jesus, but they won't be happy about it. And the people who've rejected Jesus will be forced to obey his rule, which for them looks like being punished by God and by Jesus forever. So there's, there's the two options. You can come to Jesus as king and, and be part of his people and with peace for all eternity. Or you can reject Jesus now and Jesus will reject you then. And that's how it works. And so how do you come back to our question... How do you personally fit into God's big plan for all time? Well, the way you fit in to God's plan is by coming to Jesus and making Him your King, the King of the universe. There's no better King. Having Jesus as your Savior and your boss. Pretend this is a picture of you, all right? Now, we're all far more attractive than this lady. No. I'm not. It's me in 10 years. So, um, anyway, pretend this is you, right? It's a picture of you. Um, now, we can go through life um, thinking that life's all about us, right? So you guys were born how many years ago? 13? 13 years? 14? 15? 12? 12 years ago? So you're born 12 years ago, right? And then um, what's happened? You've you kind of learned how to talk and stuff. You go on to school now. In a few years' time, you'll finish school. I'm ready. 
here's the rest of your life. You'll do a bunch of stuff and then you'll die. That, that's all of us, right? That's all of us. But we can go through life, shh, we can go through life thinking it's all about us, just kind of going through the motions, right? It's possible to live your life completely missing the point, not getting it at all, not seeing that your life is actually a small part of something way bigger, which will come up on the screen. But not Obama, not Obama, Jesus, Jesus ruling the universe. Do you see this? Do you see that this, shit, that little circle? Oh, look at that. I'm doing that. I'm doing, no, I'm not. Um, You can, I said she, yeah. (laughs) Um, You can go through life thinking that your life's about you and kind of just missing the point altogether that your life, your little life is just part of this bigger thing, this much bigger thing, which is Jesus ruling over the entire universe. And so our lives, the way we fit into God's plan is about coming to Jesus and trusting Him and then living for Him. And then here's the other thing, then working to see other people come to put their trust in Jesus. Because that's what life's about. That's what God is doing in the world and that's where all of history is headed towards. You cannot like it, you can fight it, but that's what's going to happen. So let me tell you briefly about God's work here on the Central Coast, amongst us here at EV Church in Erina. About 18 years ago, a group of six people started meeting in a lounge room. They wanted that God had put it on their hearts to start a new church, to try and um, see a bunch of people come to know Jesus as King, right? See people become Christians. But none of them, they wouldn't have imagined of what God would do here amongst us. It's now 18 years later, and what began as six people is now on every weekend about 2,000 people, which is actually only a small pool because people don't come to church every week. It's more like three and a half thousand people who actually say that this is their church home where they come and come to, to be with God's people. And in, see this, see, just have a look around for a second. See the amount of people in this room? Double that number, right? Put out another chair for every chair that you're on. That's how many people came to be Christians here at this church in the last three years. About 260 people. 280, sorry. This, that's, look at what God is doing. That is amazing. This is what God is doing in the world. And we now, you know, no longer can we fit 2,000 something people in a lounge room. So we have to have facilities. We have to have a building like this so that um, we have somewhere, so new people can come along and hear about Jesus. And so that we can be here right now and be together and sit under the Bible and and praise God in song and, and meet. We now have all this stuff, which God has been so good to us to give us this stuff. And you know, EV Youth started as one person with no leaders. This, the, the first guy, um, whoever was part of EV Youth, a guy named Dan Godden, who lots of us leaders know, um, when his parents moved to EV, he was the only, teen, uh, only teenager out of anyone at EV. Can you imagine that? And there's so many of, of you guys. Um, 
now, every week, there's about 260 of you guys here. It just started as one person. And this guy, Dan Godden, right, um, a couple of years ago, he, he, he left us here and he went to start a church down in a place called Wollongong. And they started out as about eight people, Dan and a bunch of other guys who also grew up through EV Youth. Um, they started out as about eight and now there's about a hundred of them. God has been saving people in Wollongong now, bringing people to know Jesus as King. Now, I don't want to, I don't want, I don't tell you the num these numbers so that we feel really proud about ourselves. If you feel proud about it, you've again you've missed the whole point. This is about what this is God's work. This is what God is doing on the Central Coast. He's the one who is bringing people to know Jesus as King and Savior, and so. Just think about what God might do through you. Will you guys get on board with what God is doing in the world? Will you go off and start churches with a bunch of you guys? And will you become a leader of kids when you're older? Will you become a leader of EV youth when you're older? Or will you invite your friends to youth group this term so that they can come and hear about Jesus and be part of what God is doing in the universe? Because there is so much more work to do. Do you know on the Central Coast, there's about 320,000 people. 320,000. And about 40,000 of them are teenagers, your age. But in this room, there's only 120 of us. Add seniors, is like 250, right? So there's 250 people here on site right now, your age. But there's 40,000 more or... 39,750 more of you guys out there. There is so much to do. There are so many people who still need to hear about Jesus and come to Him as King. That's why your leaders are here tonight, because they want to see this happen, because they get that this is what life's really about. And so, will you guys join with us and be on God's mission Will you see what life is truly about? And will you be on about what God's on about? Because we get to be a part of what life is really about, where all of history is heading towards. We get to be a part of that now, to see people come to know Jesus. How good is that? It's heaps good. And so I want to, I'm going to finish up really quickly, I wanna, but I want to show you guys two ways that you now can get on board with God's mission, how you can be part of God's mission now. So I'll give you two. First one, use this term at EV Youth to be part of God's mission. This term at Youth is a term of mission, which means, we've called it a term of mission, which means we're just going to do whatever we can to tell people about Jesus and make it really easy for them to hear, all right? Um, so this term, we've got double up in week three, an easy invite along. We've got life uncut starting in, term, in week four, where we'll explain the whole, the whole message about Jesus. You can stick your hand up and go, Did Jesus, is Jesus' last name Christ? Or I don't, I don't get what that's going on. People can just ask any question they have, which is epic. We've got summer camps, which if you're at Epic or Summer Madness last year, you'll be stoked about. Um, we've got youth on the grass at, towards the end of the term. And on that night, it's just going to be, in, instead of a talk like this, it's going to be called Ask Anything. And so you can bring your friends along or even you, you can just ask me and, and some others any question you want to ask, anything you don't get about God. Um, we're going to have end of year party, which is always epic. The point is though, guys, this term 
don't miss out on, the, on these, all these awesome opportunities to be inviting your friends along who don't yet know Jesus. Because they need to find out about Jesus so that they're part of the crowd of number two, the ones who are willingly submitting to Jesus. That's the first one. Oh, the other thing is in our G teams, we're going to be doing some training and more talking about that stuff. So make sure you're at your G teams every week as well. Um, don't waste this term. Here's the second way you can get on God's mission right now. In a couple of weeks in G teams, um, we're going to have the opportunity to help pay for this and for this floor that I'm standing on, for that seat you're sitting in, for all these facilities. So church has, we as a a family, we have um, put money out, we've paid for all this stuff, right? But we also owe the bank a lot of money because we needed to get loans, like your parents would have house loans probably, to pay for this stuff so that we could have this nice building to sit in and do youth, right? And so as a church family, we still owe a bit of money. And so um, if you want, we're going to give you the opportunity to help pay for this stuff if you would like. Um, It's likely that you'll be using these buildings for years to come, probably longer than us leaders will be. And so if you would like to use your money to help pay for this so that more and more people can keep coming along, then we'll give you that opportunity as well. So that's really good. This is what all of church is thinking about over the next few weeks. We, um, we thought about it and we were, for a little while we were thinking, maybe we won't do it at youth. Maybe we won't tell you guys about it and ask you guys to, to give as well toward this thing because you're teenagers and you don't really, you probably got like two bucks. Yeah? Um, anyway, um, and so, but then we thought, no, no, we want to, you guys are using this stuff already. You're already benefiting from these buildings and, and you'll be using them for years to come. We want to give you guys the opportunity as well to help pay. And so if you'd like to do that, um, you'll hear more about that in your G teams. Let me wrap up real quickly. All of history is heading towards Jesus ruling over the universe, a universe that's been set right. There'll be unity. And God is working in the world now to bring people under Jesus. Will you get on God's mission? Let's pray. Father, thank you so much that you have told us where all of history is headed towards. Thank you that um, you've not left us in the dark. We now know that what life is really about is people coming under the rule of Jesus. And thank you, God, so much that you've been saving so many people here on the coast and in a whole bunch of other churches on the coast as well. So that on that day when Jesus wraps up all time, we will willingly bow our knee. We'll be glad, we'll be thankful, we'll be stoked to see Jesus. Please keep doing that. Please help us to be on your mission. Help us not to waste our lives. In Jesus' name.